I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today, we're going to be talking about personality disorders. What is a personality disorder? That's a really good question. Yes. <laughs> because most people have no idea what a personality no. disorder is. And unless you're in mental health, you probably never thought of it, but it's helpful to know. Yes. And the thing is, is that even as a clinician, it's very difficult yes, it to is. know what a personality disorder yes, is yes. and what you're looking at and what you're dealing with. When I was first in the field of mental health, there was a great deal said about personality disorders. And there were many clinicians who didn't want to treat them at all. What are they treating if not a personality yeah, disorder? I mean, we all have some personality disorder mm -hmm. uh, because no one comes from a perfect family and no one is perfectly attached. So we all have a little bit of it. Um, and I hadn't been to school yet, and I was working with a whole caseload full of people with personality disorders, and I didn't think there wasn't anything you can do with them, probably because I hadn't been to school yet. Now, did you even have paper to write down notes, or did you just etch on a cave wall? Uh, we etched on a cave, <laughs> cave wall when I was first in it, and it was very hard for transportation because, you know, you had those wood wheels that go around. <laughs> well, at least they had discovered the wheel. At least they had discovered the wheel. Uh, but eventually what people have figured out, it's much different today, thank heaven, is that the relationship with the therapist is essentially what heals. And of course managed care doesn't like it because it takes some time. Which is why I always tell you guys, you have to talk about you it. You have to talk about it. Um, and you know, if you look back at your own feelings and your own life and you can say, well, you know, really I do very, very well at a job for the first six months and then I tell somebody where they can go and how they can get there. Mm -hmm. And this is not good. And it's that kind of a behavioral pattern that constitutes a personality disorder. Usually the person isn't aware that they have one, whoever asked you if you had one. Mm -hmm. um, but you see it from patterns of behavior and they're long-standing patterns of behavior yeah. and therefore they're, they're hard to deal with. As Coach Craig has told you numerous times and I will be even worse about it, um, things usually have a very early origin in the, in the relationships that we have as very tiny children in the first two years. And I argued with you about it for a long time. Yes, you did. <laughs> I really did. And I couldn't see it. It, seemed, it just seemed unfathomable that something that can happen to you in the first two to three years of your life would really impact your entire life and your mental health. It, it does seem unfathomable. Um, and none of us has actually lived in the era of Freud either. But he was literally made fun of um, and chided for, you know, blaming parents. Parents do the best they can, mm -hmm. but there are circumstances that come along. Um, mom can be depressed. Mom can be sick. There can be a death in the family. There can be crazy things going on. Um, postpartum depression. Postpartum maybe, depression. Maybe in anybody's life. You got a, a parents that work all the time, right. or you're raised by grandparents. Yes. Or there's yes. a million different factors, and that leads to problems with the attachment. With the attachment, and yes, and with relationships in general. Mm -hmm. So nobody's blaming anybody here. 
one of the things that might be helpful okay. is to help people understand what are the different personality disorders. Okay. Now these are not mental illnesses, such as they're not. No. Well, they're in the. They can be diagnosed. Yes. But what I'm going to say is they're not mental illnesses in the same sense that bipolar, which most people know about, or schizophrenia are. With those diseases, you have them pretty much for a lifetime. You have to take medication pretty much most of the time, mm -hmm. and you can end up really having a difficult time over your lifespan. Yes. Now, that's what that would be the primary thing we would treat. But underlying, you may have a personality disorder that is not something that's acute or responds very much to medication. Yes. Um, it's different in severity, but it's still severe enough to mess up your life. Now, if people that have a personality disorder take medication, does it help them manage the symptoms? There's a whole lot of debate about that. I have known one psychiatrist um, who I thought successfully medicated it, at least to the point where the person was ready to talk about things, mm -hmm. notice talk mm -hmm. yeah, about things. And so he's the only one I ever saw do that, and it did make a difference. Okay. Yeah. So what are the different personality disorders? I'll talk is about some of the ones we hear the most about. Borderline is the personality disorder we hear the most about. The original meaning of the term was that you live your daily life on the borderline of being psychotic or schizophrenic. But I So you're almost on the edge of uh, you're on reality. The, you're on the edge of reality. Of psychosis. Yes. yes. You're dancing on the fine line. You're dancing on the fine line between <laughs> just access, just uh, personality disorder and, and really, really being ill. Mm -hmm. That has been revised somewhat since because they have different etiologies, uh, different reasons, different reasons why they begin. Um, like everything else, uh, this has an origin in very early life and would be terribly likely to happen in a disorganized household because of poverty or homelessness or any of those terrible things that can upset a family. They have chronic anxiety. The borderline has chronic anxiety chronic separation anxiety mm -hmm. um, and struggles oftentimes from crisis to crisis. If you know people who are in crisis all of the time, that may be what you're looking at. Okay? Mm -hmm. And they have like an internal state of anxiety yes. that is so intense yes. that they can't turn it off. No, they can't. No, they can't. It's not unusual for trauma to be involved in borderline personality disorder. And that really means that your alarm system that there's danger nearby is chronically heightened, mm -hmm. okay? So you have very nervous, very worried people um, who didn't get their needs met. And they're extremely sad that they didn't get their needs met, but they're also angry that they didn't get their needs met. Mm -hmm. So they can cling to you one minute and hate you the next. There's a huge literature on it, and I think the most famous book is I hate you, don't leave me. <laughs> Which is a term you've said to me many, many times. Yeah. I hate you, don't leave me. Mm -hmm. um, or hostile dependent. Hostile dependent. That sounds that like fly a big... Is back, Margaret. Like, a, like a big... Oh, no. <laughs> um, that sounds like a big topic. Hostile dependent means... And 
X, the, I want to say X is too, that's the old term for personality disorders. But the dilemma of the per person with the personality disorder is that they want relationships just like everybody else. Yes, because we're all wired to right. want the relationship. Right, we're wired to want the relationship. But the tragedy is, and it really is a tragedy, that with the personality disorders, especially borderline, when they get it, they're afraid and push the person away. Yes. They're afraid or they do something absolutely nuts. Um, cut themselves, um, get drunk and dance on the street, do all kind of crazy things. Suicidal? Oftentimes. And, and, and cutting is pretty common. In fact, that's in the diagnostic criteria, uh, self-harm. And the reason behind that is that it can focus your internal distress, your unbearable anxiety, into a physical pain instead. That's right. And we were talking about this recently where people don't understand that why people cut. Can you no. explain why they cut? It's, it's a difficult concept. But for some people, for one thing, they say that cutting releases endorphins. So it helps you feel immediately a little bit better. And I think the pain that borderlines are in is often overlooked because they're so annoying. Uh, for example, I might say to somebody I see in my private practice, here's what you don't do. You don't go visit so-and-so, you don't have a long conversation with your mother, you don't do any of these things. And they'll come back the next time and say, well, I kind of didn't do what you said, and I did all of those things, and then I got really upset, and then I cut myself, and then I made some bizarre phone calls, and I went to the hospital. Okay. This fly so, is, did you see that? It almost landed on your nose. <laughs> Uh, he's trying to get in on this. He's trying to get in on it. It's Coach Fly. Coach Fly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so these are the kinds of things you see. And after you've seen this pattern like 10 times, it's very easy to get very annoyed. But what, what you would do in therapy or in a crisis situation is remind this person that what they're really feeling is depression and, and anger and that those things are legitimate. Okay, so one of the things that we want to talk about is what are the different personality disorders, okay. aside from borderline? That's the most prominent. The next one you hear the most about is also, it's other destructive instead of self-destructive, and that's antisocial personality disorder. That doesn't sound good. It's not good. Now, many people think it means that you're not real social and you don't want to go talk to other people very much. I'm not going out tonight. Yeah. No, that's not antisocial. You said no last time, too. <laughs> um, I'm going out and knock over the 7-Eleven makes it antisocial personality disorder. Now, when does that form in somebody? Does that form early in those yes, first couple of years? Yes, it does. And very, very early. Um, the antisocial person is angry at his family, uh, the world for not meeting his needs, and tends to be somewhat dangerous, mm -hmm. at, certainly at its worst, and they find it very difficult to put themselves in someone else's position. So they have a very difficult time with any kind of empathy. Any kind, they can't, and it makes it easy for them to hurt other people because they don't see themselves in the other, or at least potentially they don't. Like anything else, it has degrees to those who are in the prison system, mm -hmm. um, to bratty shoplifting that maybe all of us have done at one point or another when we were young. But it's something that's against the social order. 
of, you know, we be nice to our fellow man and we don't steal from people. Mm -hmm. okay? So these people might rob stores, steal cars, right. but would they murder? Yes, they have. I worked in the prison system for a period of time. Yes, indeed, they have. Now, those are, of course, extreme cases. And I think the most dangerous antisocial personality disorders have a history of having been sadistically abused. Child abuse is one of the threads that runs through all of the personality disorders. And if you're a clinician and you're assessing people, you have to think about it. Uh, and the other thing is, you can't forget for a minute, even though what I'm saying is pretty difficult, there are very likable people with this diagnosis. And people don't understand that. And people don't understand they that. They think that if somebody could commit one heinous act, yep. that they're just a horrible human being right. through and through. And uh, I wouldn't know. I haven't worked with those right. people, but you have. Yes, and some of them were absolutely charming. Some of them had a sense of humor and said, yeah, it's, it's okay to know us and talk to us now, but you wouldn't want to meet us outside. And wow. that, that was a, you know, a, a hint that they were forming some kind of a relationship with me. Yeah. Like a warning. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Now, would you say, you've worked with plenty of people that have murdered people, would you say that antisocial personality disorder is the main diagnosis that they would have been given, or would you say it's... Well, it's underlying with all of them, but bipolar is very common because if someone's in a manic state, they don't think they'll get caught. Um, it's certainly possible to have schizophrenia and do something in the middle of a hallucination. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but I think antisocial personality disorder runs underneath all of it. Now, one of the things that we haven't even really talked about, and we can in another video just briefly touch upon, is um, uh, dissociation. Yes, later. Yeah, we definitely can. But I was just going to say, let me add to the antisocial. If any of you recall, the, at the end of Tony Soprano's relationship with his therapist, she went to a conference where she was told that you cannot treat antisocial personality disorder in one-on-one -on -one therapy. People recommend group because the people will then hold each other accountable in a way that's le less threatening. Mm -hmm. And do you agree with that? Yes, I do. But complicated situations sometimes need every form of therapy we have. Mm -hmm at different times. Sure. Um, any other personality disorders you think we should talk about? Well, we hear a great deal about narcissism. Which I think we did an entire video on. Yeah, and I think everybody knows about that. Um, there's histrionic personality. Histrionic means you make a lot of noise and you're super dramatic. Yes. But there's a little of that in borderline as well. But as you can see, each of these is a disorder of relationship, and it's, lo it's long-standing. You don't just have an episode of borderline, okay? And when I have somebody who thinks that um, they don't really have any kind of problem, they say, well, I I've only ever had one episode like this. I will ask a few questions, and of course I find out they've had ten episodes like this. <laughs> what were some indicators? Um, I think everybody's probably listening thinking, Has, am I dating am, a borderline? Am, 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 am I, I dating, dating a borderline? Personality disorder? Uh, well, I've been picked up by the police ten times. Well, how come? I was in the wrong place at the wrong time ten times. And they really don't see the correlation? That, sometimes they do, and sometimes they really, really don't. 
And I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding that yes. that's really... Yes, and it looks to the world at large, to the people who love them, to the world, and sometimes even to their therapists, as if they're not trying. And I can tell you how you figure that out. If somebody is acting out and, you know, hurting themselves or stealing things or doing any of those things to make themselves feel better, then they're not trying. But if you have somebody who says, all right, I haven't committed a crime in three weeks now, um, and they're not acting out, then they're trying. Mm. Yeah. So when I worked in the prison, you could, you could somehow pretty well guess by the amount of acting out they were doing um, whether or not they were going to make any progress in therapy. But if you're dealing with your feelings by stealing, pushing people away, causing crazy crises, cutting yourself, then the energy is going into the acting out and not into the healing. And I found that, you know, a lot of the people that I'm working with, when they're explaining their ex's behavior, I do see a lot of borderline personality sure disorder. Yeah. If, if people become, the more upset people become when threatened with a loss, and certainly a major loss, like a relationship, um, with the way they handle it tells you a lot about them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, and so this is why I'm always trying to encourage you guys to talk, talk about it. Talk, talk, And as you can imagine, most of the people who end up in this situation with a severe personality disorder did not come from a family that talked to each other or encouraged it. Yeah, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, that's just a little bit of an overview of personality disorders, what they are, yeah. how to maybe spot some signs and symptoms of it. Don't go around trying to diagnose everybody. No. But if also, if they're very much up and down and love you one day but not the next, that, that tells you to at least be aware. You might Something's have, going on with their yeah, attachment. Yeah, you might have somebody who's going to have difficulty with a long-term attachment, certainly. Okay. So, I think that's a good wrap-up. We're going to do an entire video okay. on borderline personality All right. disorder. All right. And uh, that's it for this video. Okay. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.